Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I decided that I would take the Prime Minister at his word. I trusted him. I had confidence in him. And so I decided to continue on around the cabinet table with the concerns that I had around SNC because I took the prime minister at his word. Jody Wilson-Raybould on this program shortly after the SNC scandal. And of course, that situation has not been concluded. Is the RCMP still investigating what's going on or what happened? You know that the uh, ethics commissioner, parliamentary ethics commissioner, held Mr. Trudeau in contempt of the uh, the uh, Conflict of Interest Act over how he treated Jody Wilson-Raybould, then the Solicitor General and Justice Minister for Canada. But Ms. Wilson-Raybould still hasn't been able to tell us things that she wanted to share with Canadians. I was in touch with her yesterday or the day before. Um, she hasn't been able to share with Canadians what she wanted to because they won't waive cabinet confidentiality. Well, that is waivable because Harper did it. Prime Minister Harper did it in his cabinet. Anyway, so <laughs> former federal finance minister Bill Morneau in his Where To From Here book is highly critical of Justin Trudeau as prime minister and joins the expanding ranks of previously high-ranking liberal MPs and cabinet ministers disillusioned with Justin Trudeau. Morneau wrote in part, I wish I could talk to him, but his, his team apparently doesn't want him talking to me. It's all right. Uh, he wrote, and I'm quoting uh, from, from a report, soon after the election, 2015, I came to realize that while his performance skills were superb, his management and interpersonal communication abilities were sorely lacking, end quote, adding that advice from his department on directing spending related to COVID-19 was, quote, basically disregarded in favor of winning a popularity contest, end quote. So there are people who will say, hey, that's just Morneau and sour grapes. But there are more people, more formerly high-ranking and, and uh, uh, trusted members of the caucus, and two of them are with me. Selena Cesar Chavan, former Liberal MP for Whitby, Ontario, Parliamentary Secretary to the Prime Minister. Her book is Can You Hear Me Now? They can hear you, Selena. <laughs> That's because you keep having me on your show, and you're so gracious. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. It's always good to talk to you. Thank you for coming on. Michelle Simpson uh, is, has over time become a very good personal friend, former Liberal MP, Scarborough Southwest, Ontario, and parliamentary seatmate to Justin Trudeau in the opposition years. And Michelle, how are you and what's your immediate response to or reaction, not response necessarily, but reaction to what Mr. Morneau's had to say about the prime minister? Oh, I couldn't dis I could not disagree with his words at all. He's very astute, and the, the key word he had was, Justin is a performer, first and foremost. The substance is not necessarily performative. He, he can put on a good show, and that's what he's best at. But failing that, there is no depth, and I've seen no growth since the time we were both elected in 2008. I, ha I haven't seen any growth to speak of in the man. And you sat side by side. 
in Parliament, yeah. and you've told us what, what would happen when he would come in. I, I don't want to turn this into a Trudeau bashing session, but I think it's important that we find out from former liberal members of Parliament and, and members of his cabinet what, what the response is, what the reaction is, how, why they've, they've become disillusioned with Mr. Trudeau. Selena, you were the uh, parliamentary secretary to the prime minister, a prestigious position, and a position as well for an upward direction in the government. But you told me previously, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you told me you began to realize you were being treated as a token by Mr. Trudeau. So, so 100%. And if I, I, I want to reiterate uh, what you said earlier, or underscore that this isn't a, a Trudeau bashing session. This is about leadership. And if there, you know, we're hearing the no growth, we're hearing the performance. And the, the challenge here is, um, I have a couple of challenges with Morneau's book, um, but I'll hope we'll get, get to it in the edit, in parts of the conversation. But the challenge here is we have a leader of a G7 country, irrespective of the name, whether it's Trudeau or anybody else. We have a leader of a G7 country at a time where globally, there are geopolitical climate change issues, um, a pandemic that we need to worry about. And we are seeing someone who has continuously since before 2015, when I was elected, people have come out and said one after the other that this person doesn't have the capacity. And some of us have been brave enough to, to speak those words to truth, um, knowing the consequences. And some of us, like Bill Morneau have waited until now. Uh, I think he could have supported us when we were talking about the, the lack of depth and, and leadership in our prime minister before. He chose to do it now. The, the fact of the matter is Canadians have to worry or have to be concerned, or at least question, why so many people are talking about the leader of a G7 country, their leader of a G7 country, in such a way that lacks the capacity and the capabilities to actually lead you know, and we're talking about the leader who's being talked about from former members of his inner circle, former members of his party. And and I think, and I know in some cases, because I've been told this and probably on the air, although I'd have to go back and listen to some audio, but that Mr. Trudeau was largely responsible for people abandoning the party. I mean, I should also say in my introduction, I apologize to you both. You are both highly educated very professional, very successful women. You were that before you became members of parliament, and you are that today. So you became, you were elected based on your skills and your community's knowledge of who you are. And then subsequently, you lost the, uh, lost respect for, I don't want to put words in your mouth again, I'm trying not to do that. But it, you, you lost, I don't know, respect. They, he lost you. So, um, Selena, again, what, was there a moment, because you've talked to us about the exchange you had with Mr. Trudeau when you told him you weren't going to run again in 2019. It was a very yeah. unpleasant situation. He came back at you again. Was, the, was that the moment, or were there other moments that just turned you off? No, there was a series of moments. And I think to, to speak to Bill Morneau's um, points in his, in his book, I haven't read it, but the points that have been released, is I think a lot of people thought I went into cabinet, into parliament or into um into government trying to, you know, talk about race on a regular basis. Roy, I, I, I know that you know, and some of your listeners know that my background is in neurological research. I was, I was co-chairing epidemiology studies. 
my role of wanting to go into politics was to ensure that Canada had a national brain strategy to help people who live with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, epilepsy, stroke across the age continuum, and to look for a national senior strategy, which we know during this pandemic would have been quite useful. Both of those things were completely disregarded. In fact, they were never even raised. I had metrics. I had previous studies that I had published. I had milestones in which the government could reach. I had previous other jurisdictions that had made investments in a national brain program that had a four to one return on savings for people who were caregiving for uh, persons with Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or epilepsy. And none of that was considered. And you have to think what, what would make what, and, and maybe it wasn't a priority at the time. I could totally see that, but it wasn't even looked at. So, you know, Marno talks about people around him, you know, himself in particular, giving advice, providing information and it being disregarded. How many real, tangible, life-saving pieces of information have gone past the prime minister or PMO that could be used, that aren't being used, that can make this country greater? That is what we need to be challenging. That's what we need to be really yeah. thinking about. Yes, very true. Very true. And you were such an asset, too. Uh, the prime minister, but he, I think, this is my opinion, he just had a shallow view of what you could contribute to the to the party and to him. 100%. Right. I was black and I was a woman. And diversity was his that's strength. Right. And he was a feminist. And so that's, that's all I was there for. And and the, the things that were really important to my constituency and to, I think, with Canadians at large around the brain and around having a strategy for seniors that was national were disregarded. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's a shame. It is a shame, Michelle. Were you trying to say something? I mean, uh, what was it that what was no, it that, that turned you off? And well, go ahead, just say what's on your mind. I, I have to laugh every time I hear. Uh, forgive me, Selena. Someone say he he really is like a feminist. He isn't. That's all part of the persona, the performance. Deep down, he doesn't want to hear from a lot of women, particularly women. And I think he's, he's demonstrated that on more than one occasion. He, he finds it rather threatening in some, some regards, and I'm not bashing, but had it not been for his last name, I have no illusions that he would not be the leader of the party. 100%. I remember when he uh, attended a mosque in Ottawa, and he required, the mosque required, and Mr. Trudeau supported it, the feminist, supported that his female caucus colleagues enter the mosque through the side door. Now, there's, there's custom and there's cultural reality and, and religious realities, and I respect all of that, and I really do, but the prime minister should be speaking for the diversity in his cabinet and the women in his cabinet. Remember what he said? Because it's 2015. It's, it, is, it, is, it is disheartening, and I mean this sincerely, it's disheartening to hear you both and hear other uh, former prominent liberal members of, the, of, of, of Parliament and the Cabinet speak as unhappily as you are about the Prime Minister. Do you, uh, I know you have to leave us in a few minutes, Selena, and I'm, I'm, thank you for coming on. Difficult day for you. Um, do, do you believe that, do you support the position that 54% of Canadians put forward that it's time for Mr. Trudeau to leave? 
Uh, 100%. I, I've believed that for quite some time. I think that he should step down. And, you know, he, he actually does have some great people around him. Sorry, who are able to, um, to do a magnificent job. Um, there's going to be a challenge coming up with him and, and Pierre. And, you know, I, I think if, if, if the Liberals want to stay in power, they're going to have to do a, a serious reckoning with themselves as to whether or not they keep someone who is clearly in over his head, who's the emperor with no clothes on, in charge of going forward for any further length of time. Michelle, do you share that opinion? Uh, yes, I do. And furthermore, you know, all things being equal, as leadership runs go, he's about reached the end of his tether. Jean Chrétien was nine years. We're, we're just approaching eight years mm-hmm. with Mr. Trudeau. So it's an ideal time for him to leave. And uh, as Selena said, he does have a lot of talent around him that could pick up uh, whatever slack he leaves. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I did a little bit of research on this uh, about a month and a half or two months ago. Mr. Trudeau's own riding of Papineau, his support level, was at its highest in 2015 when he ran to be the prime minister as leader of the Liberal Party. Then subsequently, in 2019, the support in his own riding went down from 2015, and it went down again in 2021 from what he had in 2019. Um, what's happening? What, what do you think is happening inside the party? And you can only stay with us a minute longer. I know, Selena. What do you suppose is going on inside the party? Is there enough? Um, are we seeing frustration bubble to the surface that is eventually going to require Mr. Trudeau to take the walk in the snow as his dad did? I think so. I think there is enough of a sentiment within um, again, this, remember, this has been bubbling from about 2016. Leona Alice left, uh, Jody uh, Wolfram-Rabel, Jane Philpott, myself, uh, you know, Morneau is now, is now talking out. There's a number of very high-profile people that, that are saying, at the very least, if there's not something wrong with Trudeau directly, there's something wrong with the operations of the PMO. And remember how Trudeau was very disenfranchised with the PMO around Harper. So there, there needs to be a, a reckoning again. And I think that, that that sort of love for Trudeau has gone beyond now. Just, you know, he has great hair. We are now looking for him to be the leader that this time needs and requires. And I think people are seeing that it's, it's not him. It is a time when uh, countries need leaders, leaders they can trust and believe in, and um, we'll, we'll see what happens when the election rolls around. Selena, thank you so much for coming on. I do appreciate it. I know you have to run. Thank you again. Always great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Roy. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. You take care. Selena Caesar Siobhan. Michelle, what, what is your sense? You know the party. You are... Um, you were a part of it when uh, when you actually sat with Mr. Trudeau. He hadn't had, he hadn't become uh, leader of the party by that time, had he? No, but he, it was clear they were grooming him because w- when I was elected, it we, we went through leaders like crazy. It was uh, it was Stéphane Dion, and he was short lived before the party dispensed with his services. Then it was uh, Mr. Ignatieff. Well, you had your special him. moment with him, didn't you? Yeah, and uh, he didn't last much longer. So 
but I think there is a definite Trudeau fatigue that's setting in. And at the time, I could see it with the senior um, uh, liberals that had been around for a while. They almost literally walked by kissing his ring. And so I could see that coming, that he was definitely going to be, uh, in some way, he's gonna be, he was going to become leader. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 